on guard. Pray. Ale. Welcome to the Tokyo 2020 Fencing Podcast and it's episode six. I'm Karen. Hi, I'm Dave. And Dave, the new international fencing season began at the weekend. I was there in Tallinn and the tensions were really, really high, particularly on team day, just yesterday, in fact. Uh, so pre-Tallinn, uh, the, the Olympic standings for the teams uh, stood with China at the top, followed by Russia, Poland and the USA. So as things stood before Tallinn, they were occupying the automatic spots, irrespective of zone. The additional zonal spots, well, for Europe, it was Italy. For Asia, Korea sitting in top spot. Pan Am, well, that was Canada, who will probably uh, be in a strong position throughout, but uh, will be looking over their shoulders. And then uh, another team that definitely will be looking over their shoulders is the one occupying the African spot, and that's Egypt. So, Dave, uh, like I say, I was there. I watched a lot of the action. Uh, but uh, just give us a rundown on what happened on team day and the effects it's had. Let's start with that top four. Yeah, I mean, the, the beauty of that is that the top four on the uh, the rankings as we started the day, the adjusted rankings, were, were the top four finishers. So that makes that nice and nice and easy for us. Um, Poland won. They're our new world number one, which is fantastic, obviously led by uh, uh, Eva Trebinska. Um Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a really solid team. Um, a couple of younger faces in there too, uh, Roots and uh, Zamagacha. Uh, Solid, very, very good stuff. Um, they were in the final by Russia. They changed up the team as well. Uh, brought in a bit of experience with Taliana Gukova. Um, brought in a bit of youth with Anastasia Soldatova. Um, that, that was a really good final. Really, really interesting to watch. And then, as you say, the Canadians are, are looking both up and down. Uh, they'd be really happy to see the USA get the uh, get the bronze medal, consolidate that place in the top four. Rounding out the four uh, is China, who's our breeze team, always a contender. Uh, so our top four are the top four, uh, and they stay that way. Yeah, but Poland and Russia switch places by virtue of Poland beating Russia in the final. Is that right? That's the one. Yeah, absolutely. But as you see, the gap now between, say, Russia, who's third in our rankings, is now 50 points, um, which is, is gigantic. Uh, that's, you know, that's nearly, given that the guys call, will score points at every competition, that's nearly nearly two uh uh, nearly two wins difference. So there's a huge, now huge opportunity now for the teams to, um, uh, to uh, you know, now they're established in the top four. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think uh, having seen them fencing, uh, all have different qualities, uh, but they do look like the four strongest teams. And um, uh, I think, you know, they'll be crossing fingers and toes to hope they don't have any injuries to their key players. But the top four remain uh, the same names, if if not in different orders. Uh, what about the zonal spots? Yeah, so let's start with the easy ones. Um, so Canada I mean, did exactly what they needed to do. Um, interestingly, in the last 32, they were drawn against Brazil, so their direct Pan Am rivals beat them at Pan Am Championships, but Canada's had sort of upper hand through the World Cups and the World Championships, and obviously strong Brazilian team with Nathalie Molhausen, world champion, still fencing. I mean, that still surprises me that um, you know that she's going to fence the team. That shows her dedication to the sport. But Canada got up over Brazil, only then finished 16th. Um, but that's probably, I'm sure we'll talk about uh, Leo McKinnon's result later. But uh, you know, when you've got one of your best fencers having to fence a full round of pools and then getting all the way to the top eight, I can imagine she's pretty knackered. Um, so Canada, yeah, did exactly what they needed to do. 
Um, and then we look at Korea. Didn't have the best day. Um, they uh, yeah lost in the uh, lost to the Ukraine in the in the sixteen. Um, but then no one else really did very well. So Japan didn't do very well. Hong Kong didn't do very well. China did well. So not a great day for Korea, but then they kind of will stay where they are because no one's actually putting any pressure on them and they've now got a basically 60-plus point lead. So that's a pretty good result for the Koreans. Um, bad day for Egypt. Didn't make the yeah. 16 again. Um, and that's because and because of that they're going to drop out. Uh, and so they do drop out of the... Uh, do drop out of my 16 and I'm not sure how they get back. I'm just not sure they quite have the quality to do it. I mean, anything can happen and that will come down to the last day of the season. We will go to that final World Cup um, where if they get a 12th or an 11th place, they could probably get it up. Um, but it's not looking likely. So that's three. Um, and obviously Egypt not being in there adds an extra qualifier and so we come to Europe. Uh, yeah, well, so just to be clear, Egypt drop out of the top 16 in yeah. the Olympic rankings for teams, and you have to be in that uh, top 16 in order to, uh, to to claim your additional zonal spot. So, so yeah, as you were about to say, it, it, it frees up a spot. Yeah, and so Italy, bronze medal at World Championships, so they are comfortably fifth and sort of 40, 35 points ahead of Ukraine, who drop into that extra qualifier place. And I think it looks like it's going to be a whole bunch of European teams fighting for that place. Uh, and happily for us, we can have a look at it. Those four teams that are going to be fighting for those places um, all did particularly well in uh, in Tallinn, but didn't get much further. So Estonia got to the eight, lost, but then finished fifth. So they're the ones putting a bit of pressure now on Ukraine, now only five points behind. I think the big upset we saw was a fantastic last 16 match uh, between France and Germany. Uh-huh. And Germany Germany winning, which I'd say is a big upset. Um, French team recovered to finish to finish ninth. But uh, you know, that's that's uh that was a real opportunity, I think, for France to, to try and get into the get into the points and uh try and try and put some pressure on Ukraine, but uh, I'd say a bit of a slip up there. The, the 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 French team losing to Germany um, was a one of the upsets, but I tell you what, it made for very interesting watching. I was preparing for uh, the semi final matches, but whilst I was doing that, uh, they were playing off the placings matches uh, for positions five to eight: Germany versus Estonia, Italy versus Ukraine. And I tell you what, the tension in the venue was huge and Estonia going through against Germany, Italy going through against Ukraine. And then it was just a massive humdinger between Estonia and Italy, really proving that the, uh, you know, that it really was all to play for. And it, it only really broke apart in, uh, in the final two legs. Uh, Kerpu took Estonia uh, to 21-19 uh, in the seventh leg, having gone into it 17 apiece, so outscored Mara Navaria, who came on, who was a reserve for most of the day, but came on for that match. Uh, and that 4-2 lead, well, as you well know, Dave, uh, in Epe going into those final two legs, all the pressure is on the chasing team. Yeah, they've got to work. I actually quite like that, um, uh, you know, this uh, this newer Italian team, let's say, they've got, you know, two very, you know, young young fences with uh, Alicia Carucci, Clarici and uh, Federica Iscola. Um, they're, they're fencing well. They're a bit different. Uh, 
than say maybe the traditional um, Italian team that might have just picked you know your sort of older, more more established fences. Uh, and they're fencing well. I think they deserve to be where they are. Um, I think certainly Ukraine's really happy that the Egyptian team's not doing well. They're sort of front and centre to take that bonus place. Uh, but, you know, they're not far away. Estonia's not far away. France's not far away. And Germany lurking. And their result, yeah. um, you know, their result this week with, uh, you know, with a couple of, couple of younger fences as well, um, with Ehler and, and Stolberg, show that they can compete. Uh, and again, it only takes a medal, you know, one medal or silver medal or bronze medal um, is really going to shake up that uh, that uh, extra qualifier place. That'll be really interesting all season. Really good, all to play for there. And uh, I think uh, probably anyone listening can uh, sense that neither of us think that the Egyptians are going to find their way back into the top 16 over the rest of the season. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't feel like it. Again, as I said earlier, it's gonna it will come down to the last event. There will be... There will be a permutation at the final World Cup that could ruin, could ruin someone's day. So we're going to be watching a last thirty-two fight with, um, with some angst at that last World Cup. But, uh, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, doesn't doesn't look positive. Okay, so in summary, uh, China, uh, Russia, Poland, and the USA are our top four automatic qualifiers. Italy stays the uh, extra additional European team. Korea is the extra Asian team. Canada as the extra Pan Am team. Egypt drop out of the top 16, so the African spot goes to the next highest ranked team not already qualified, and that is Ukraine. So let's move on to uh, the individual standings. And of course, the individual tournament took place before the team event, uh, but the way Olympic qualification works, it makes much more sense for us to talk about the teams first and then these additional spots. Uh, the, The Olympic, uh, sorry, the world champion, uh, Natalie Mulhausen from Brazil, had a, a bit of a disaster, you have to say. Uh, qualified directly to the to round of 64, but then went straight out. Now, you've alluded to a young Canadian fencer who uh, could be, well, I'm going to use your word, lurking uh, in the background. She, uh, Leonora McKinnon, that is, uh, she had a cracking day, perhaps a best result, uh, a senior major, uh, making the top eight. Now, Mulhausen still sits in that additional one additional Pan Am spot. Do you think if we see Mulhausen having a couple of other bad days on the circuit, um, along with or combined with uh, McKinnon having another couple of great days, do you think uh, McKinnon can challenge should Canada drop out of the team rankings? Um, she's a long way off, you know, speaking mm. frankly. And I think what hurts Leo um, is that, you know, her... Um, her zonal, her zonal result probably wasn't what she was expecting. Um, but I know that the Canadians have put, you know, a huge amount of time, effort, energy in getting that team right. Um, and even then had a bit of a setback at zonal championships, sort of doubled it up um, and outperformed everyone else in their zone, uh, aside, um since that disappointing zonal result. So uh, say, let's say unlikely. Um, but I think, I think yeah, definitely Leo and the rest of the Canadians are, not going to want to want to even worry about that situation emerging. Yeah. Okay. So what the other zone that's pretty easy uh, to discuss is the African zone. Uh, Sarah Bezbes from Tunisia occupying the spot coming in to Tallinn. Uh, she also uh, had a bad day by her very high standards going out in the 64, but I think it's even more secure for Bezbes, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, both, both our, uh, both our zones with one that only get one place uh, have standout leaders. 
uh, yeah, as you say, world champion Mulhausen and, and, and I mean, Sarah Bezbez is an absolute rock in our sport. Um, they didn't have good days, but they're great fences. They will have good days. Uh, you know, this is epic. Sometimes, sometimes you get beaten in 64. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So that's, uh, that's that one dealt with, uh, Asia next. Uh, I think, uh, Kong Manway Vivian of Hong Kong, uh, went into the tournament as the world number one and occupying that additional, uh, Asian spot, Hong Kong. Well, not impossible mathematically, but very, very difficult for them to challenge for a team place. So Kong, uh, is going to be reliant on this individual qualification standings. She got a top eight finish. Um, she's all but cemented her place in my book. Oh, absolutely. The thing about Vivian is she's so consistent. I mean, just gets results. She's hard to hit. I thought she'd adapt. I thought she maybe would adapt more diff- more difficultly than others to the, the new non-combativity rules. You know, she would, you know, would encourage people to attack her, she would certainly, under the old rules, use the clock well. Mm. Um, but she keeps keeps getting points, keeps scoring points, and you know, fairly uh, fairly comfortable last state, I'd say. looked looked good and maintains a world number one status. Um, and you know, could only be stopped by you know Kolobova, who, when she's on form, is one of the best fences in the world. Well, the other Asian spot before going into Thailand was with the Japanese fencer Miho uh, Yoshimura. Uh, any any other big results from the Asian athletes that would make Yoshimura concerned? No, I mean no one, no one, no one else turned up. Um, no one, uh, no one got through to the second day. Um, again, I think it's uh, there's there's a whole bunch of whole bunch of names that are sort of within say six seven points, um, or maybe let's say maybe ten points. The closest is a colleague uh, Sato uh, Nozomoni. Uh, Who's three and three point seven five points behind? Um, but yeah, no, not a, not a good day at all for the uh, for the Japanese at all. Well, so th- things remain settled uh, for the additional uh, Asian spots. Uh, the, I think we this is going to be a little bit sounding like a broken record here because I think we're going to be continuing talking about uh, Europe both in team and individual. So. Just to just summarise, Ukraine have moved up into a team qualification spot. Going into uh, Tallinn, the European spots were with Coraline Vitaly of France and Alina Kravitska of Ukraine. So Kravitska, in effect, is uh, blanked out in the individuals because Ukraine qualifies a team. And if they stay there, uh, three of their fences will fence in the individual and they can bring in a reserve to fence in the team event. But it was a cracking day for the chasing athlete, uh, Anna Maria Popescu of Romania, who was, I have to say, uh, along with Kolobova, the form fencer in the individual event. The the two of them were on fire throughout the day. And in the end, Popescu's experience really paid out in the final. uh, And she was crowned the champion. Um, So... Uh, I think I've kind of given things away here, but I'm still going to ask the question, Dave. What's the effect on the Olympic rankings for the additional European spots? Yeah, so obviously a whole bunch of points to winning. So Anna Maria Popescu moves into uh, moves into the first European slot. Um, basically, outright she is the highest European on our rankings. Uh, followed very closely by European champion Caroline Vitali from France, 
Um, I didn't actually see what happened. That she was there. She uh, there was a medical withdrawal. Did you catch? Um... That's right. Yeah, she hurt her back and came on to fence in the sixteen. But within three seconds, uh, and it was premeditated uh, uh, abandonment. She 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 just came off the piste and uh, shook hands. So uh, I think she she walked off and she look. I'm not going to say she was free flowing and jogging off the piste, but she didn't look like she was in too much pain. Uh, so I think that was a, a sensible decision to to avoid any further injury and just go and have some treatment. Uh, yeah, not worth aggravating it. No, no. But I think I think she'll be all right, and I think we will see her. She's got a bit of a wait till the next um, Women's Epe World yep. Cup, which is in Havana in Cuba in January. So uh, I'm sure she's uh, off with the French physio, uh, getting plenty of work done. But yeah, so she occupies the second spot, uh, and uh, Kravitska is. Saved by the fact that uh, her team now have a, a, a team spot. Uh, are there any other athletes out there that are chasing? I mean, uh, while we're talking about it, and with the competition being in Estonia, it was uh, a bit of a shocker not to see any of the Estonians in the thirty-two. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, the the the, the real uh, the real Estonian I was looking to do well. I mean, there, there's the you know, there's as we said last uh, time in the satellite roundup, there are six strong, very strong Estonian fences. But Lehis is leading the pack on our rankings, um, and and yeah, as I say, didn't didn't make it out of the uh, didn't make it out of the sixty four. Um, this is the, this is going to be the challenge. Um, there are sort of a couple of distinct uh, headliners. So it's, uh, I mean, Vitaly and Popescu for Romania, Kravitska for Ukraine, Lehis and Dolo for Germany would be an outsider if some of the results go her way and um, and the team results go her way. Um, so I think that's it's it's now actually becoming quite clearer that there are a couple of or which individuals would go. So if teams do miss out, then we're getting a much clearer picture of okay, you only get one or none. Uh, who that one could possibly be. And the and the real fascinating thing when we go beyond this, because I think we're going to be talking about this throughout uh, women's FA qualification until those team places are uh, settled. Um, these fences from Europe really do have to be on their game uh, from those teams that are uh, in the chasing pack. Uh, And when you think one step further ahead, that uh, European women's EPE zonal qualifier is going to be an absolute corker. Yeah, absolutely. Got three three more World Cups um, in in January, February and March. Um, It's going to be it's going to be fun. Well, there we go. That is uh, how things stand after the first World Cup of fencing's 2019-2020 season and the resumption of Olympic qualification for the women. Um, that's the Tallinn Roundup. Uh, look, we say every time, look, please uh, like our Facebook page. Dave, where can they find that? Yeah, so uh, fence, uh, facebook.com forward slash fencing Tokyo. And uh, do subscribe to the podcast and tell your mates, share it around. We want uh, uh, you guys to uh, interact with us. And when we get a bit further down the line, we want to have questions from you. So uh, we want plenty of you to be listening to us. And Dave, something new today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we set up a, uh, a Patreon uh, page. And so this is a uh, this is uh, something that will help us sort of cover some of the bills uh, that, we're, that we're building up these uh this is not free. Uh, I've got hosting costs, uh, let alone the time and the recording equipment that we've got to pick up. So, 
if you feel like you're getting some value um, and you want to buy Basha beer or David coffee, uh, <laughs> then uh, then then yeah, the same 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 uh, same style of website. So Patreon dot uh, com uh, forward slash fencing Tokyo would be would be greatly appreciated, and we'll give you a shout out as well. And you can find it on the Facebook page as well, posted today. So please. Uh, Dig deep, or not so deep, just a, just a couple of pounds a month, a couple of dollars, a couple of euro would uh, do us fine, and we, we'll be able to uh, bring you a higher quality podcasts, uh, certainly in terms of our recording equipment. Well, Dave, uh, we, we, we get, it's a short one today. Uh, I'm sure people will be quite happy they don't have to listen to us for 45 <laughs> minutes, um, but uh, we, we're going to be updating again very soon. Yeah, absolutely. Next weekend, uh, it's the big one, Bond Men's Foil. Um, I think at last count there were 260 entries, which might be a record for men's foil. Great stuff. That's coming up next weekend, and we'll uh, try and bring you a podcast as soon after that event uh, is over as we can. Thanks, Dave, and thanks to all of you for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>